When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. It's Monday, January 30th. I'm Jeff Schwartz alongside Gabe Goodwin. This is Jeff Schwartz. This is you, powered by the Varsity Podcast Network. The aftermath of Championship Sunday, Gabe, the film is downloading right now. I'm going to watch all the film today on Monday as we talk about these games. The Eagles win handily as the Niners ran out of quarterbacks, and the Chiefs surpassed the Bengals in a wild game that I'm sure we'll spend most of this podcast talking about because the first game, honestly, not much to get into. Eagles kicked the Niners' ass. Wasn't much to that game. We'll spend a lot of time on the Chiefs and Bengals. A lot of time on uh, subjects that are just not fun to talk about because I don't know how you guys watch football. I must watch it a lot different than you guys watch football games. Um, Eagles, Chiefs, can't wait. Uh, very quickly, I and the Eagles might win this game by by a lot of points. We'll find out. Eagles are really good. So uh, we'll see how this goes, Game, How are no, you, buddy? No, I'm not buying that. I'm sorry. This is a show where you're not going to be allowed uh, off the hook quickly, Jeff. You're not. You're uh, not doing this reverse jinx crap in the, the first Eagles, minute of the show. No, dude. The, the Eagles, dude. The Eagles off of defensive lines, buddy. Wow. Whew. They just shut down the 49ers defense. The line. Right, they're good. The Chiefs. I. I don't know how they're going to make Jalen Hurts uncomfortable in this game. Okay. Chris Jones looks like he can make quarterbacks uncomfortable. Yeah, he can. But the problem is, is, is the Eagles have five. Pro Bowl offensive linemen. The Colts have zero. I don't know. A couple of them <laughs> looked hurt to me. They got dinged up in that game. Uh, one, their left guard. Their left guard did get hurt. Okay, we'll we'll get oh, to that man, in a little dude, bit. Dude, a two for two Where with you points. Go? I just made two real points about football. No, the the left guard did get uh-huh. hurt, but um, Chris Jones doesn't go there quite often. It is, but is he going to play? It's two weeks from now. Dickerson's not going to play, but Dickerson plays. Got a lot of time. Got a lot of time to get healthy. A lot of time to get healthy. You know what's great about about the Eagles' offensive line? Mm-hmm by the way, is that they have, I believe, all eight guys that play for them are all eight guys they drafted, which is wild. It's wild. 
That is fun. That's they a good have little nugget. A, they have a, they have a first rounder, Andre Dillard, who they benched. They have a bench first rounder. How bad would the Colts want a first round offensive tackle to play last night against Kansas City Chiefs? That's how good the Eagles are. The Eagles, by the way, have drafted most of their defensive line as well. Now Riddick was an addition, but Fletcher Cox and Hargrave, like uh, like they have. It's incredible. They have drafted up front Brandon Graham as well. And no surprise, the team with the best offense-defensive line in the Super Bowl. By the way, the the oh, and it feels rigged. It's rigged. The, both one seeds make it. The two quarterbacks that were top of the MVP leaderboard all season. Guess what? They're in the Super Bowl. The team with the two best record in the Super Bowl. It's rigged for the best teams to win, Gabe. How dare the NFL rig it for the best teams mm. to mean the Super Bowl? Those dang NFL front office. Riggers. Well, you're you know you're saying it sarcastically, but one of the biggest voices in all of sports media, who watches these games and cares like the most supercharged fan on earth, is Bill Simmons. And Simmons was on one last night. By the way, we're releasing this Monday, which is rare, but we want people to be able to hear this right yes. away. Um, he was on one. He said, "You can't call the late hit on Mahomes after you ignored the late hit on Burrow a few minutes earlier." Those refs were horrible. They weren't even fishy bad, more completely incompetent bad. Great work at NFL. You know, obviously people, I, I don't know exactly what hit he's referring to with Burrow, whatever. But obviously people were upset with the call against Osai on the sideline with Mahomes, which puts them into a much easier field goal situation. You know, refs did play a role, Jeff. You can't deny that. Yeah. But is this thing rigged? You're, you're making fun of it. But why do people feel this way? Because they need excuses. They, they need things to... I mean, we had, we had people that think, that think DeMar Hamlin's dead and there's a body double okay. out there that's, that's like people... There's the same people that think the NFL's rigged. Same exact people, All right, man. Let's, let's, like, let's, let's like, say that like, those people are totally insane. <laughs> there are passionate fans <laughs> who are not completely, okay, totally insane so, who think let, this is fish. So let's talk about this. Okay. Um, I don't know where we want. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the reason this happened. So you're a Pac-12 fan, and I'm a Pac-12 yeah. fan. I work for SiriusXM Pac-12 Radio. That's my day job. Mm -hmm. And the Pac-12 has officiating problems. And the Pac-12's officiating problems are not judgment calls. Those happen. Every conference has judgment call issues. The NFL does. The NBA does. LeBron James was fouled on the final play against the Celtics. No doubt about it. They missed it. It's sports. Judgment calls get missed all the time. But procedural calls become a problem, right? And we saw whether it was the, the, the end of the first half of the Utah-USC game where the refs flubbed the end of that first half, whether it was Oregon-Washington State where they just basically took away a down from Washington State. Then Washington State punted the ball. And they're like, oops, we get, and they gave Washington State a down back. And then they ran a play and then punted the ball again. You're like, those can't happen, right? Procedural errors cannot happen. So when they shut down the third down play, after the third down play happens for the Chiefs, and they, the Chiefs are forced to punt the ball, and then the refs go, wait, 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 we actually stopped the play. Now, the video does show they did, the ref did run in to stop the play, but it had no effect on the play, right? So when those things happen, when procedural errors happen like that, that makes people question everything else, right, Gabe? Mm -hmm. Makes people question everything else. If that doesn't happen, no one questions it. No, people are going to question, they're going to question it. But when, you had procedural errors like that, then you question everything else. We again, we saw not to reference the, the four people that, that remember the Utah USC oh, game, the first one, the fir end of the first half, they just flub it. They completely just like screw USC. 
and there's a couple roughing the passer penalties, and you're like, the screw job's in. Well, if, if the end of the first half doesn't go, if they just get the clock right, then you don't feel like you're getting screwed, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, right? Like, you don't feel, you're like, oh, uh, judgment. You, 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 as a fan, you feel like, okay, judgment calls didn't go my way, but there's not a feeling from up top, like, we're getting screwed. They're screwing us on purpose, right? And that's what it feels like when there's procedural errors like they had in that game. Now, let's talk about the call. So, the Frank Clark one, I got to see on film because I think he was pushed into Joe Burrow. And it's funny because when you watch the film, things look a lot different, right? Bengals fans complaining about a block in the back on the punt return by Sky Moore. Watch the film. Not a block in the back when you watch the film. It's funny how things happen when you watch the actual film of it. And Bengals beat writers, go follow them. Go look at them. They're tweeting the exact same thing. Not a block in the back. Guess what? Not a holding call on the final play. When Patrick Mahomes screams out of the pocket and Osai hits him. Like, the film matters, right? So, like, we want to scream, penalty, get all angry about it. Just take a deep breath sometimes, right? But again, I understand the anger because of the third down play. We're going to point now and kind of blame the officials for everything else that happened in this game. So, again, setting aside, do you want to call that on Freddie Clark? Fine. That was a penalty on Osai. Yeah. Mahomes is two feet out of bounds. He hit him out. Of, he, he can't do that. Now. All this being said, Gabe, remember last season when Mahomes had the ball in overtime against the Bengals to go win that game? Mm-hmm. He threw an interception. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, well, oh, Mahomes. God, God doesn't have it. Joe Burrow had that ball with two minutes left yeah. to go win that game. Yeah. Like, all this being said, Joe Burrow had the ball with two minutes left on the road needing a field goal to win this game. And, like, you can blame all you want. And, guys, if you're a loyal listener, thank you. Please rate, review, subscribe. Do all the great things. And we love it. We love getting the review, especially when you mock Gabe a little bit. It's really fun. Gabe's smarter than he than he acts on the show, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. He's, he's, he's playing a little bit of a role every now and then on this show. Um, you guys know this. I do not blame officials for losses. Never do. Now, I might blame officials for bad roughing the passer calls. And I hate the way they do taunting. I hate targeting college football. I'm going to like the way they officiate some of these calls, but I don't blame them for losses. On my teams, Oregon, the Chiefs, anything else. And I'm not blaming them for a loss here. Yeah, the procedural stuff's bad. The third down call was, was the way they handled that was terrible. But everything else, guys, they're judgment calls, man. They called two holdings on each team. Two on the Chiefs, two on the Bengals. They called no roughing the passers the entire game on, any, on anyone. They called a late hit on that one on Mahomes. They called, what, two pass interferences, one in Kansas City, one in the Bengals. Called a couple delayed games in the Bengals. They called a holding on, on the Bengals. Guy held MVS. Like, what, what else do you guys want? I, I don't, Gabe, people send me screenshots and videos of plays, like, after, after the game. I don't, I don't watch the game for penalties. Like, I don't sit there and think to myself, ooh, that's a penalty. I could go back and probably find you have 15 plays Chris Jones was held on. I don't watch film for that. I don't watch a game and think, oh, 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 uh, 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 he was held. Like, who watches football for that? That's not fun. It must be exhausting to watch football looking for penalties every play. Like, the story of this game is that the Kansas City Chiefs were playing that game at the very end, the second half, with Marcus Kemp as their second wide receiver in this game, who had eight targets in his first five years in the NFL and was playing as a second wide receiver with an injured Mahomes. Now. Tony Romo, buddy, we get Mahomes has a bum ankle. Can we just like, can we just tone it down a little bit? Like, I know Greg Olson, you're probably not listening to this podcast, but like, 
Can we not mention it every time he throws the ball in Super Bowl, please? Like, just not every time. We get it. Mahomes is playing a little bit hurt. But like the Chiefs did this with Travis Kelsey a little beat up and the Bengals taking him away for most of the game. And then a bunch of dudes. And like this story is 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 Kansas City trading away Tyreek Hill, playing a bunch of rookies on defense, playing a bunch of dudes at wide receiver this year, and they're back in the Super Bowl again. That's the story from this game. Um, and the, the the Chiefs defense came to luck. I, I had said earlier this week, Gabe, that I didn't think the Bengals offensive line mattered because it had it mattered. It mattered this game. I mean, look, look, Chris Jones, man, two came to play. He had not had a playoff sack in his career. He'd been good in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Three sacks, Frank Clark King, like they came to this is the this is the most physical I've seen the Chiefs defense since the Super Bowl season. Like they they were flying around. and they lost Sneed and Gay, like two of their best defensive players in this game. Trent McDuffie played well, like they tackled well. Like this is the best version of the Chiefs defense I have seen in years. And all I've said is the Chiefs have to be average on defense to be good. And this is a win for how they did things this year. We're we're gonna get rid of Tyreek Hill. We're gonna use those draft picks on. Trent McDuffie and George Koloftis, both guys contributed sack and 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 McDuffie played well yesterday. So to me, it's a win for the Chiefs culture in this game. And that should be the story instead of the referee stuff. Like how lame is that? I'm coming on here talking about the referees when there's so much else to talk about from this game. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about a few of the other things then. I I don't I didn't understand any of the complaints about the refs either. Um and by the way, Osai, and I think we all kind of by the end of the night felt kind of bad for the guy. Like, he admitted guilt, basically. Like, you could see that he knew he messed up. Yeah. We don't need look, to pile stunk, on him. Man. He screwed up. Like, like, he screwed up. He knows it. Like, it, he, he knows he screwed up. Like, it stinks. And, like, and, and I feel bad for him. I mean, you know, it's, it's just part of, it just stinks. It's, like, part of the game, man. Like, he was chased after Mahomes, and, you know, he just he just lost he just lost his spot on the field. And it happens. It, it stinks. It's, like, part of the game. And I'm glad his teammates, come, you know, came out to support him. You know, I, I did see there was, you know, that – um um, you know, there was a video shortly of the Bengals kind of running into the locker yeah. room and one of his teammates, like that was just a spur of the, of the moment thing. Like, I would, I would not, I don't really think that's a, a sign of like a bad team. No, it's just a spur of the moment. Like, just like, I'm very angry in the moment. I, I wouldn't put much into that if I was, uh, if I was, um, you know, uh, you know, someone of a, a Bengals fan or something. But again, after the game, they, they support him. Like it's ter- it's terrible. He got hurt in the play too. I think yeah, like did. it's, you just don't, you don't want that to happen. No, that sucks. But so let's let's talk about a couple decisions then. So first of all, I think it's just worth noting that once again, one of the top like five most impactful plays of Patrick Mahomes' career is a run. You know, we never we never give him enough credit for his ability to run. Here he is on a busted ass ankle and he runs for a first down. And yeah, they tack on the yards because of the penalty. But like he makes that play happen with his legs, which is incredible. That's just he had to do it, and he did. The other thing I want to ask you about, though, is, okay, they make this decision. Yeah, granted, it, it might have been the obvious one, but they decide to punt it to Burrow. You're saying he had it with two minutes to go and couldn't get it done. They gave it to him with two minutes to go. Like They said, basically, go ahead, Joe Burrow. Try to beat us in the supposed Burrowhead stadium. Like, yeah. was that... That was something I have not seen from a Chiefs defense. Like, we have confidence that we no, can stop a guy. I, I, no, and I think I, I was. I think if it's a healthy Mahomes, you probably are going there on fourth and eight. Mm-hmm. But he's not healthy, and your defense had played well. You punted well; like everything had gone well in that game. You had the offensive line advantage, and I think that is um, <clears throat> that's why 
you decided to to punt the ball there and it worked out. I was shocked. I was shocked as well. But but think about it too. It's fourth and eight. What was that? Like the 40-ish? I mean, if you miss that, the Bengals need 20 yards to get a field goal yeah. range. The game is over. Mm-hmm. Like the, the risk is not worth the reward. You weren't winning man against man coverage at that point. You were down Juju. Uh, what? Uh, uh, Juju, Tony, and and Hardman at that point too. Like you're down all your wide receivers. The punt and play defense was your best option at that point. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the weapons by the Super Bowl. Um, you know, you talked about just a bunch of dudes. You just named a few of them. You know, they knew this. They knew going into the season that they were working with less yeah. than they had in previous years. But they still have Kelsey. Scantling's, Valdez Scantling's sort of become a guy. He's, he's so like hit or miss though. So funny, man. Okay, well... I guess that's my question is like, do you need an, a guy who would be an obvious one on every other team in the league? Or do you need a bunch of guys who are twos that know how to run the routes correctly? Like, it seems like a little bit like the Rogers complaint. Like, well, I don't have weapons. Like, I don't know. You got a, like a bunch of guys who caught eight for a hundred. Like, what's the problem? Don't they have what they need at receiver with Kelsey as the tight end? Yes and no. I mean, you have the Eagles with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, right? Like, this works because of Pat Mahomes. That's why. It, it really shouldn't, Gabe. They, they, it was very clear that they're missing, they're still missing that number one, like, go-to guy. They're going to have to find that this offseason. I don't know who that guy is, if it's in the draft or if it is, if it is um, you know, in Fringe. I, I wonder if because of the way that their defense has come on this offseason, the season that, that 31st or 32nd pick, it's really going to be 30 and 31 because the Dolphins are without a first-round pick. If they feel like, let's go get a wide receiver now instead of drafting a, a defensive lineman because of the need, we need that that breakaway guy now just because we're still missing that, that man-to-man guy. It's Mahomes. This is the argument about why the Burrow-Mahomes thing. Like, Burrow has Chase, Higgins, but we saw yesterday now, Burrow made some great throws. Again, this is not like an anti-Burrow thing. He's fantastic. But the clear difference in their play was evident yesterday, right? Like, we, we could see that. I'm not, like, being a Chiefs homer here. It no. was very evident in their play. Like, the fourth and six, the Chiefs don't have a guy to go beat double coverage. And the Chiefs were playing three three rookies in the secondary yesterday. Because when Sneak got hurt, another had to come in. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it just, the, 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 the Chiefs don't have those guys, man. Well, okay, yeah, I'll remind people. I mean, we're we're one win away from, you know, the Mahomes Brady conversation being a real one. I'd say we're one super I hate talking about Brady and giving him compliments, but whatever. He's got all these rings. We're one Mahomes win away from that being a real neck and neck. Remember that after Brady had what, three rings, they were like, what would happen if we gave you Randy Moss? Yeah, like we'd never seen Tom Brady with a real number one until he got Randy Moss. And then they set every record in history. Now, there's some other stuff going on at the time, but it would be interesting to see what Mahomes could do with a no brainer one. Like Tyreek, but even bigger, Um, I guess we won't find out for the Super Bowl. So let's let's talk about motivation, uh, because this is the other maybe silly, but to fans, at least relevant storyline coming out of this. The Bengals, or at least Bengals Nation, did a lot of crap talking, including their silly mayor. And, you know, Burrow sort of puts out a certain vibe, whether he intends it or not. There was just a lot of, like, buzz 
around the Bengals owning the Chiefs. Normally, the Chiefs don't seem to care, but they definitely, definitely cared this week. And I'm curious from like real football practical terms, not social media clicks. Did it make a difference? Will it make a difference against the Eagles who don't seem to be playing the same game? Um, dude, the Eagles are just, they're so good up front, dude. They are so good up front. Like, they, it's, you have to get them uncomfortable. I don't know how anyone does that right now. Like, how do you make the, the Eagles uncomfortable, Gabe? It's hard. It's hard, like, yeah. to beat that first line right now. Yeah. Well, but but so they also, most importantly, aren't doing, it doesn't, at least not yet, the things that the Bengals did, which is piss the Chiefs off before the game even starts. Like, when, when Mahomes and Kelsey both take digs at the other team in post-game. I, 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 I just don't think that that stuff matters you don't. to preparing for the game. Like, I is it... Like, are you telling me the Chiefs weren't motivated and then all of a sudden were motivated because the mayor said something stupid? I think it's fun after the game to talk shit about it. And the Eagles might say something. Who knows? But, I mean, it's a Super Bowl. Like, you got to be excited for this. But I thought the comebacks were pretty fun, though. Like, Kelsey's thing, it was great. Mahomes Sr. was fantastic. He had a little more than a cigar in his system, I would imagine. Um, it, was, uh, it was fun to see the clapbacks. But look, the Bengals had every right to talk. They won three in a row. And not the Chiefs' turn to talk. That's the way this. That's the way this game works, man. Yeah. All right. So you're talking about the Eagles. the The obvious question most of us have: You're saying they're they're really good on the line, both sides. And Jalen Hurts has obviously, you know, shut a lot of people up. He's played a very good season. And the receivers you mentioned. So there's there's a lot to like there. But you can't ignore the fact that they don't feel tested, even after a great regular season yeah. record. Like they just don't. I'm sorry. And then getting this gift of playing like a, I, what are we, fourth, fifth stringer by the time we get down to Josh Johnson, and then they don't even have a quarterback. McCaffrey is basically the quarterback by the end of that game. Like, are we sure that we've seen the Eagles play a real football team in weeks? Okay, so good, good question. All right, so um, it's, 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 very, it's very true the Eagles have kind of caught some some breaks, right? But they've also blown out bad teams, and that's what you're supposed to do, right? Now, yeah. yesterday, the Niners' defense was healthy, and they kicked the shit out of the Niners' defense. Niners defense now, eventually, defenses crumble when your offense can't add, and that happens all the time. So, like, I'm not, you know, if the Niners' defense was able to help them, then they probably played better. The Niners' offense, they probably played better game, just the way it is. Um, the, and if the Chiefs are healthy and can kind of keep up, it's a different type of game. But you're right. You're right. They had they put the Giants and, and the, the Niners with no quarterbacks. So, yes, the, the, the Chiefs are going to be a bigger test for them. But when you have the trenches, you always can play. And I keep going back to this. I, I, I'm going to obsess over this because it's going to be this way for two weeks. When you have those guys, how do, you, how do the Chiefs make Jalen Hurts uncomfortable? How does the Chiefs' offensive line block the Eagles' defensive line and give Mahomes the time to challenge the Eagles secondary and linebackers in coverage. Like, how do they do these things? The, the cat and mouse game, how, 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 do, how does that, because if you can't influence those two, if you can't make Jalen Hurts uncomfortable and you can't find ways to get Mahomes time, you're going to lose the game. It's pretty simple. It's an easy game sometimes to talk about. And so it all comes back to that for me. Um, and the Eagles are elite at that. They're 
best combination in the NFL in, in offense defensive line. And you know, no surprise that, that they're here right now. Like, you know, Mahomes is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. And if we're looking at it from that standpoint of like just bet the best quarterback, yeah, yeah okay, take Mahomes. But other things also matter as well. Um, the one thing I will say about this game, Gabe, the Niners Eagles game. So the refrain, so they lost Brock Purdy early in the game. Brock Purdy's a third string quarterback. Josh Johnson comes in the fourth string quarterback. He gets hurt, concussion. Bring Brock Purdy back in. He has a bad elbow injury, can't throw the ball, game's over, right? People will say, well, why don't they have a wildcat formation up with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel? Guys, it's not Madden. You have to practice these plays to run them in a game. And there's no purpose for the 49ers to practice these plays during the week. Why would they spend a single second worrying about Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel working on wildcat plays when they're trying to prepare for Brock Purdy playing the game? Robert Mays works for The Athletic. He, 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 he tweeted this out. Uh, I think he said Tom Moore said this. Um, with old, uh, old Colts uh, coach for a long time. said, we don't practice fucked. Excuse my language. Like, <laughs> you don't practice fucked. You don't. You don't have time to practice it. Like, the Mersey quarterback was Josh Johnson. Once you get a him, you're, like, once you lose your third string quarterback, you're not winning on the road and it's the number one seed. It's done. Sorry. Like, sorry, Niners fans. Like, it, it just, it, it, it is what it is. It, it's tough. It stinks. It doesn't feel good. But once you lost Purdy, the game was over. And you, there's like, what do you think you're going to do with a wildcat with McCaffrey and Debo Samuel on the road against Philly? You weren't going to win that game. It's so foolish, man. You can't just like show up and run these. Like, here's the thing though. If it was the Eagles and you're out, Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew, because the RPOs are part of your offense, in theory, you could have a wide receiver who played quarterback in college run some RPOs. It's in your offense. Mm-hmm. It's not in the Niners' offense. Right. So, like, you, you can't even put it in on game day or even, like, on the sidelines. If you're the Eagles, and let's say, like, let's say A.J. Brown played quarterback but old, what do you go, Old Miss? Did he go to Old Miss? I think so, whatever, yeah. whatever. Let's say he played, let's say he came as a quarterback. You could go on the sidelines during a, a, a timeout or during when the deal on the field, and you could have him, Kelsey snap the ball to him, and he could work on a couple of meshes with Miles Sanders, and he could throw him out there and, like, see what happens. But that's part of the offense. It's not part of Leonard's offense. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not going to happen that way. Okay, so then let's ask a bigger picture question. It's more of a systematic question. Obviously, there's some rules in place about how many guys you can dress as quarterbacks and how, you know, who's active and who isn't. It's all, you know, irrelevant almost every week of the season forever. But then a season like the one we've just been through with the Niners happens and you go, yeah, why is Christian McCaffrey the guy who has to play quarterback? Like, why is he putting on the the quarterback helmet after Josh Johnson goes down? Why isn't there a third guy who plays quarterback for a living able to dress and play? Why is that, Jeff? Like, why, why not think about changing well, no, I, no, that? Add no, a you, roster you, spot. You could have three quarterbacks dressing. But I know, add a spot. Add a no, spot they, for no, a quarterback you, exclusively. You can do that. They, teams choose not to do that. Okay, but like, then you, you're because no, you're no, sacrificing no, a special you, team. Well, you, you, used to, you used to be able to have that spot. There used to be an extra spot for a third quarterback. And teams decided they didn't want that. They just wanted the extra roster spot for anyone else. Okay, and, so, so do you think that this... Again, you don't practice being effed, but is there something instructive here for when you're already, you're going into the postseason with the guy who you opened the season with as your third stringer, and you're, no matter how confident you try to act, you're going to be nervous the whole way through the postseason run. 
does it make sense to have a third quarterback option in that scenario? You know, did they make a mistake leaving it to chance? No, because once Brock Purdy gets hurt, your game is done. So you're saying even if Josh Johnson stays healthy, this game's over. Yeah, and then you got to bring in your fifth string quarterback. Your game's over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're down quite literally to podcast hosts by the time you get to that point. Um, All right. Well, then I guess there's not much more to say about their quarterback situation other than, boy, it looked like if Brock Purdy made the Super Bowl, they were tied to him no matter what next season. And now, now this, might, this might be actually. Yeah. Now he's ending the season hurt and losing for the first time. Yikes. It's a little bit more complicated this offseason. What do you think happens there? Um, it depends how bad his, it depends how bad his, um, his elbow is. Well, okay. Let's, let's pretend that for a moment that it's, it's fine and he rehabs and he should be ready for the season. Um, if, is Trey Lance healthy? Let's assume everyone is. I imagine, as I imagine, I imagine you go into camp with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy having a quarterback competition if you can't get Tom Brady. But do you miss what? Well, right. Okay. There's the big if. Yeah. If they can get Tom Brady, which now it seems they might be able to. Do they just do that, and do they think they're definitely a better team with him than either of those two guys? Oh, yeah. I would, I would imagine so, yes. Okay. Well, then why not work on dealing one or both of those guys this offseason? Or at least d- dealing Trey. I mean, Brock seems like your new well, Jimmy G. The, I mean, they're going to get rid of Jimmy G, I would imagine. All right. So, bottom line, there's the whole offseason is going to be a question mark about the Niners quarterback situation since we're here. Brady to the Raiders, Brady to the Jets, Brady somewhere else. Like, you want to just say one sentence about that? I am at the point where I don't care. <laughs> and neither do I at this point. I got to like, I Like, if there's a scale of 1 to 10, I probably care about 2.5 where Brady goes. Okay. I care about negative... 27 billion where Rodgers goes. So, like, where is Brady going to go that changes the landscape of the NFL? The Niners? Okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. The Raiders? No. Dolphins? Uh, I already ruled that out. Schefter's no. reporting that ain't happening. Okay, that's not happening. So, the Raiders? No. The Niners? Sure. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets? Oh, oh, oh sure. Okay, yeah. That that's that's gonna work out well for everyone involved. Um, like I it's just I just I Aaron Rodgers to me doesn't want to win a Super Bowl. He wants to put up numbers and be the MVP. He doesn't want to win a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes wants to win a Super Bowl, right? Like I want to cheer for players, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. Like we have so many young, amazing quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence. Justin Herbert has a new a new offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore now, who got fired by the Cowboys or mutually parted ways, and now the Chargers OC. Um, you know, a, a healthy Lamar Jackson. Like we have so many great young quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts is playing. I don't care about Rodgers. I just don't anymore, man. It's not something that I. We have to comment on my job, but like it's just not exciting to me anymore. Let's talk about these young cats, man. 
good. I'm glad you brought up a few of the names you just did. And and uh, we're not done with the Niners or the Eagles, but obviously you're going to be talking about the how to bet this game. We'll be back next week to continue talking about this game. So let's okay. go down one of these tangents you just opened up. I agree with you on Rodgers. Kellen Moore sort of mutually parts ways with the Cowboys. The Cowboys seem like a total mess. Like that was as high as they're going to rise with the current group of guys. Okay, now Kellen Moore's in with my Chargers. You were the one who said they have to come up with a better offensive game plan. Kellen Moore has made, you know, chicken salad out of you know what the last few years, in my opinion. Yeah. That scares you a little bit, doesn't it? Um, it the Cowboys part of it, or the Chargers part of no, it. No, forget the Cowboys, the Chargers part of it. Well, I I think the thing about Kellen Moore is we haven't really seen him do it without the offensive head coach. Now it's like now it's his offense by himself. That's it. That's one question I have. But I'm rooting for I root for Justin Herbert. So like I I I hope he does well. Like I I made that clear. So, um, but they're still the Chargers game until they stop being the Chargers. They're never not going to be the Chargers. So like I got to see them not be the Chargers first. But I root for Justin Herbert. So I I hope he does. I hope he does well. And I hope Kellen Moore unlocks the best uh, potential out of him. Um. So yeah, then but again, Kellen Moore needs to do this by himself now, without Mike McCarthy and without you know being it's his own offense now. He's the guy, defensive coach. Yeah. Okay. Well, he can be unleashed with one of the best arms and overall quarterbacks in all of football. I, I'm I'm hopeful for the Chargers. Let's hit a few more. These are going to be the storylines that probably get talked to death over the next two weeks. So let's tick them off real quick, and you tell me if there's actually something there. The fact that Andy Reid used to coach the Eagles, now he's playing against the Eagles, that's going to get said 10,000 times. Is there anything we can learn from that? Is there any football-relevant point about that, or is it just interesting trivia? Interesting trivia. Okay. Andy Reid's just, really just really good. You know what's one thing? Isn't it so funny, man, how like we knock coaches and players for, get, for like losing – in big games when we don't ever give him credit for getting there. Like, you know, this idea of like, yeah. well, if Andy Reid loses the Super Bowl, he's one in three in Super Bowls. It's been four. Yeah. It's been like 13 championship games. Yeah. Like, whatever it is, right? Like, Mahomes has been to three Super Bowls in five seasons as a starting quarterback now. You know, yeah, LeBron is what, four and six in finals? Whatever it is, four and five? You see the team he dragged to the finals? Yeah. But Jordan went to six finals. If Jordan went to nine, maybe he's six and three in the finals. I know. I just think it's so silly how we do this to guys. Like, yeah, Andy Reid might lose. They're the underdog of this game. Okay. It means any less of a coach. It's so silly how we do this, man. I so t- silly. totally agree. It's more frustrating, frankly, with LeBron. Um, you know, the, the fact that he keeps on getting there is somehow held against him. Is LeBron's like 39, averaging, what, 32 points a game yeah. on that bum-ass Lakers team? Yeah, it's, it's wild. All right. Uh, the other storyline that you're going to get, you know, a lot of, and which I actually do think is pretty cool and maybe more instructive is, the Kelsey brothers. Now, obviously, you know, the two brothers who are two of the best players on each team, you know, that's noteworthy. Um, But what I'm interested in is that both of these guys sort of like changed their trajectory as football players long after most guys get locked into a position or a style of play. I I think it's cool that both of them were like, my success will come changing positions or thinking about this differently. Is there something to learn about the Kelseys and their willingness to adapt. You mean changing like from like what position, what well, position? Jay, I mean, Kel, what's his name? Travis was a quarterback. 
you know? And he well, was I, like, I mean, I, I think they're quarterbacks because they like they move because they're not good at quarterback anymore. Like you don't voluntarily leave quarterback. You just, you're just not, you're just, you're just don't, you don't become good. At I get it, it. But like, do you just, you to accept a certain I mean, body I mean, type like, and go, all right, like, I'll gain like, the weight. I'll I mean, be like, that guy. Lane, like Lane Johnson was a quarterback at one point too. Yeah. I played tight end back in the day. Then became slow and fat. I think the story is <laughs> that they might be the first pair of hall of fame brothers ever. Like yeah. there's not a, the Mannings that might get there before they do. But these guys, like, Eli's a borderline Hall of Famer. These two are, like, no doubt Hall of Famers. Yeah. And I imagine being the parent, like, in this game. Like, I don't have – I have a boy and a girl, so they would never play in each other's Super Bowl. I mean, I guess my daughter might – maybe she plays football one day. Um, but, like, imagine the emotions. Like, you're going to be so happy and then also feel so sad at the same time for your other son. It's going to be a very weird – like, you're going to be – are you going to the? You're going to. Does the does the losing brother go to the Super Bowl champion party? Like, what is the? Does the parent? Does one parent go to the losing party and one go to the winning party? Does everyone go to the winning party and they leave the other son to like sulk by themselves in the other party? It's a yeah. very interesting dynamic, Gabe. It is, and you're well qualified to speak on this because you and your brother. Followed. But I went to. But I went to the the championship party because they won. Right, but when you used to play against one another, when you were still, when you were both in the league together, in the, in a couple of scenarios where your interests were in conflict, you know, you never played in a Super Bowl against your brother. That would have been what you're describing. But yeah. you played games against each other. You fought for positions. Like there's stuff. How did your parents decide? You know how to break that up? We played in college. They just did like the, like the shirt, like the you know the half shirt. But both parents just kind of were like, yeah, whatever, whoever yeah. wins, yeah. It's not a Super Bowl, though. That's a big difference, of course. Well, no, I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, but is there something just sort of like intangible? I hate that word, but they seem like leaders, right? Like, obviously, they're both skilled players, but it seems like most of what they bring is like people are bought into them. Oh, yeah. They're, you know, these guys, they're just like these Hall of Fame players, man. They're just, they're just different cats, man. They're just different. They're, they're just so different. There's a leadership quality to these guys. They're different than everyone else. Um, they lead by example, but then also just lead by uh, ability too, right? And, and in big moments, you can count on Jason. You can count on Travis. I, it's incredible to watch them play. Like you knew in every big moment, okay, Travis, Travis Kelsey, he's open. You knew this and that. Like it, it's just, it. that's why they're Hall of Famers, man. Yeah. You, I didn't have that. Ta- I didn't have that talent. Yeah. You know what I didn't realize until this weekend was the one thing that's so incredible about Travis Kelsey is his job a lot of the time is just to find some space and get open, like read the coverage, know where he's supposed to be and know that Pat will probably be looking there. And like, that's it. There's not a lot of a you can't draw that. But what I also noticed is that Travis, even when he does that and he's open and he could have gotten the ball, you never see him throwing his arms up in the air. You never see body language that indicates what the hell I was open. Where's my touch? He's always like, yeah, Pat didn't get it to me. There's a reason. Let's move to the next play. Is that am I reading that correctly? Yeah, I think you are. But again, I mean, there's just like so much confidence between those guys. Like, that's why. Yeah. Just trust. All right, another storyline. It's a cool, another cool piece of trivia, and I think probably deserves deeper conversation from some people. But 
Uh, first time we've ever had uh, two black quarterbacks face each other in the Super Bowl. And by the awesome. way, one, two in the MVP race. So that's cool. I love it. It's a great. It's awesome. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it what it means overall. I guess I do want to ask about this, though, the Jalen Hurts side of it. Does it validate the tough decision that more teams probably should make to move on from your quarterback and go to the guy who not everyone totally believes in yet, but you think gives you better odds than the high paid guy you once won with? Does it validate just yeah, pull the band? Uh, yeah, I absolutely. It's worked other places too. Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray to, to a certain extent, but it also validates building an offense around that quarterback and help, you know, adding AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. The offense line was there, but they drafted some guys like it's you add the pieces around them. You make them stronger. I love it. Yeah. It went from, should we rebuild to let's add some of the best available pieces in the league very quickly there and it looks like they'll have a nice run they're not at dynasty yeah. level like the chiefs are do you use the word dynasty now uh the eh. chiefs aren't a dynasty they've only won one super bowl okay dynasty if they win this one no two's not enough yet, two's not think. enough okay all right well let's take a quick break jeff we'll come back we'll move the line we'll hit a few other stories all of them are sort of related to these games but uh some random stuff a lot of twitter stuff coming up some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm-mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Jeff, we're back. Um, your boy KT, I don't know if he even intended to, but he's he's making enemies on Twitter. Over under 30% chance KT actually didn't know who Joe Staley is when he got into a back and forth with him. He doesn't know. Um, there are a lot of guys that don't really pay attention to sports outside of the sport that they play at the current moment. Like, and the players like he has no idea who Joe Staley is. There's, dude, a lot of football players don't watch football; they just watch film. Like there's there's players that that don't know the guys, the names of the guys that are playing against that week. They just know the numbers of the guys they're playing against that week. Yes, I do not think he knew who Joe Staley. So was. when he says, "Who are you, bro?" Uh, after a little silly back and forth talking trash after the the Niners game, you really think he's not just trying to insult him? He's genuinely like, "Why am I talking to?" Uh, yes. Okay, that's bizarre to me, but very. I, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, over under 5% chance Eli Apple has opened the Twitter app since the game ended. 100%. Yes, he has. Uh, he has. Okay. Yes. And now what do you think he's finding in his mentions? Um, people roasting the crap out of him. But look, you got to take it, man. You got to take it. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, listen, more people know him than his game would indicate we should like a lot of people know who he is for a very normal kind of player in the NFL. And that's because he just runs his mouth and so does his family. And I don't know if that's a necessarily a bad thing. The guy's probably going to have a job the second his career ends because he's known. His family does, does get on the, uh, the Twitter, the Twitter box, don't they? Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I've known his mom a little bit. I've worked with her a bit. A smart woman, interesting woman, but obviously not afraid to say what she thinks. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. How long will this matchup rule the NFL over under four and a half more years 
of Burrow and Mahomes in huge games. I'm not going to say the AFC Championship per se, but just huge games. Well, they're going to probably get it next year because they're division champions. Yeah. Um, the Bengals still have to still still have to do the figure out a roster after we pay the quarterback. The Chiefs have done that already. Yep. So that's the question, right? That that's it. Well, I don't know. Two more years at least, then we'll figure it out. Yeah. Chiefs are going to have to figure out life without Travis Kelsey one day. Yeah, I think but, that's probably the end of it. And Chris Chris Jones and and whatnot. That's going to have to happen at some point. Um. But right now, two two years, I'd say, probably. Okay. Yeah. Mahomes is good at not creating enemies. Um, and he said, you know, I do love Burrow, man. He's a competitor, but I can't have him smoking cigars in the locker room at Arrowhead, our stadium. Um, that's why I was asking you about the trash talk. Like, I felt like when Pat even made a reference to the cigars in postgame that, like, something had got under his skin. I, I, I've just always, look, I, I've always felt that, like, it's, it's it's fun to say afterwards, like in and, and, and I'm sure like during the week it was like talked about, but I don't think it fuels practice and film watching and and preparation. Like it's fun to talk about afterwards, Gabe. Like you're like I can't wait till after the game I get to talk shit about the Bengals, right? But I don't think it matters very much like in the game or preparing for the week. Yeah, I guess that's right, but. I do think it you put a little extra into certain hits and the trash talk on the field must be informed by some of that. That that doesn't come from nowhere. But okay. Um out of 10. And I'm going to say this without us knowing a lot of the details. But we I think most of us saw the reports that Stetson, Stetson Bennett got arrested for public intoxication. I saw a video that looked like him getting tackled and arrested and it was pretty pretty awful and pretty embarrassing for everyone involved. So over under um, 3.5 from a 1 to 10 scale of this mattering. Over under 3.5 when it comes to his draft stock. He's 26 years old. I, I mean, I don't know. The well, okay, but if one, the greatest, if the gr- you think it doesn't matter. One and a half. All right, so let me, let me this is playing here, devil's here, advocate. Here, 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 here's where it matters. If, if you are hoping... To find a way to knock him down, this is why you do it. Okay, but but if the argument for drafting Stetson Bennett, and I think this is the argument, is like I get a mature veteran guy who's not going to create problems, who if anything is going to boost the level of maturity in my quarterback room and yeah, among then, my then rookies. Yes, yeah, then, you, then you have to question him, yes. Okay. And I don't even know if he really did anything wrong or he was a victim. I don't know, but he was involved in a stupid situation. I, w- I think it kind of matters. I- I'm not judging him for it, but I think you have to evaluate. I think you have to ask him about it now. Oh, well, you have to ask him about it, 100%. I, I'm with you there, yes. Yeah, all right. And and I think also it's fair to say that other guys, this would be held against them a great deal more. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Um, where does pro bowler Tyler Huntley rank amongst the AFC's quarterbacks? Over under nine and a half. Is he inside the top 10? No, he's way outside. Why? He's a pro bowler. Yeah, we're not. I'm not. We're not doing that. <laughs> Jeff is is just looking at his phone right now. He's like scheduling a flight, or he's on to the next thing. He does my, not my, want to talk about promise, Tyler. My, my my wife is like trying to get home from, from Whistler, and it's like this whole that flight got canceled. She's got work tomorrow, and I'm trying to get her home. And 
she's just like, you know, my wife is brilliant at work, Gabe. Like, she's so smart at work, man. And, like, she just gets off of work and just, I don't know, she just can't function sometimes. I don't know. I'm also good at finding flights. Yeah. Like one of my, like, so I'm, I'm trying to get her home. All right. But, buddy, here's, here's what's really going on there. Yeah. All right. We, we, we've joked many times in the past. This is the point in the show where, oh, re- frankly, the beginning of the show is where our wives are not listening. Certainly by the end, they're not here. Yeah. So we can talk openly about this. This is probably true for some husbands, but in, in every relationship, one of the people, one of the partners is playing dumb so the other person will do some stuff. So, oh, she for sure does. Yeah. So like, I don't, I yeah. just play dumb when it comes to everything to do with like insurance. I hate talking. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't get it. Do you get this? And I like hit forward. <laughs> like I can read the annoying crap about home I, insurance. That, okay. So I, I, that's like, that's like school activities for my kids. I just like, hon, there's something thing at school. I don't know. I'm not going just here. You, you deal with it. Then they just yeah. pick up the slack because they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. If I leave it to this idiot, it's never going to get done. So for my wife, it's like she doesn't know how to work any of the remote controls. Yeah, cool. Oh, my wife has no idea. Right, but like favorite, they can both my, figure it out. My, my favorite part is like my remote controls control with my phone. Mm. And like you can, like she can do it on her phone too. Mm-hmm. But yet her phone's in her hand. And she's like, can you change the, the channel? I'm like, but your your phone is physically in your hand mine's not in my hand why don't you press the button to change the channel no mm-hmm. no no. you have to do it for me yeah I'm like but what you're, you're holding the actual remote it's in your hand babe it's right here um she does the blonde thing well at times she can she can she can do the blonde thing well I'll tell you that man um it's like so hey sure, hank pretends so- he doesn't know how to use a calendar he just pretends he just acts like he doesn't realize how you know adult professionals use calendars during a work day he just ignores yeah. all texts about it and then waits till he's told the third time to do something in a calendar yeah that's just how it is all right jeff last question we're talking about family so here goes how many pounds do you need to lose for your daughter well for two-parter first for your daughter to notice and then to be proud of you and respect you for it i'm gonna say over under 24 and a half pounds. So we're, we're driving to school this morning, my kids, and we're not talking about like much of anything. We're just listening to the radio or something. My daughter goes, Daddy, I heard you tell mommy you lost eight pounds, but you don't look any different. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, thank you, darling. I love you very much. Thank you for that compliment. Oh, but God, she is just like her mom. There's not an amount of weight I could lose to where she would be like, you look good today. Or like, you look, or like, she, there's none, zero amount of weight. She would have, I can lose 100 pounds, she'd still but you, call me you fat. You definitely weighed more when you played, right? I mean, get, granted, she was no, very, very little then. I weigh more now. Do you? I need to lose, yeah, I need to lose some weight. Oh, yeah. boy. Um, but uh, uh, I have lost some weight, which is good. But um, my, uh, yeah, my girl had just, just savagery. Out of nowhere, too. We weren't talking about anything to do with food, nothing. We're just like, Listening to like Kids Bop or something. But like Kids Bop, do you listen to Kids Bop? I don't think so. It's they take songs that are sung by adults uh-huh. and they sing them by kids. Okay. But the problem is, is originally I thought the station was like adult songs minus the cuss words. Uh. Instead, it's kids like ruining good songs. Oh. 
And it's like, it's not a good station. Like, I, I, I could just, why would I want to listen to someone, a kid sing an Adele song? I'd rather listen to Adele sing the Adele song. Why would I want to listen to, it doesn't make sense to me. And so my kids like are like, sometimes they're like, yeah, just we're not listening to this anymore. Yeah, my kids, they they like, I don't know what it takes to get them to like something new. They become obsessed. So every time I take them to school, they each have one song that's for them. And oh, I have what, what to listen this? to the same three songs. You want to know each one of them? This is, I mean, boy, oh boy. So there's a song called uh, Hey Baby by Bruce Channel. You've heard it okay. at stadiums. It's a GW basketball song. So, hey, okay. Okay. Baby. So we swap okay. Hey for Ray, my daughter. Okay. So that's yeah. fun. Uh, here's one. I I made this mistake. Mbop by Hanson. No way. Yeah, because Poppy, Pop, Mbop. Oh my, that's, so, yeah, that's on you, buddy. Yeah, and then my son, his choice is always uh, the USC marching band version of Tusk. What is you... That's what he likes, man. Every day what? I pull up I'm to gonna, preschool. What? With a UCLA sucks. When I when I come to Los Angeles, I'm gonna get your son right. That's ridiculous. Nah, he's hey man, he'll fight you. He, he, he is. I told him to root for Oregon because of you. I've told him to root for the Chiefs because of you. Wow, wow. Is is he a big Boogie Ellis fan? Big Boogie Ellis fan. Big Boogie Ellis fan. Go see the ladies play this weekend. I uh, I took my kids to movie this weekend for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Uh, Puss in Boots. Mm, okay. Yeah. How was that? Well, it was a movie. Yeah. I mean, whatever. <laughs> That's a pass. My kids liked it. Um, so it was, I don't know, it was whatever. <laughs> My kids were quiet for an hour and 45 minutes. For really? Continuously. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I'd My pay. daughter kept... My daughter kept going back and forth between snuggling with me and then laying in the bed, in the, in the, in the, in the, which was great. I'll always take that. So yeah, sure. Um, I, I'd pay twenty yeah. bucks for an hour and forty minutes of quiet and get a snuggle or two. That's nice. Oh, it was oh, it was fantastic. I'll tell yeah. Emmy was Emmy kept saying she's like, "Daddy, can I snuggle with you at the movie theater?" I was like, "Yes, you may. Just don't call me fat." Um, <laughs> all right, guys. So, oh, uh, oh, I just saw someone complain about holding again. Oh no. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> All right, guys. Well, hope you enjoyed. Chiefs, Eagles, Super Bowl, two weeks from now. Please rate, review, subscribe. Have a Russell Podcast Network. Talk to you guys in a couple of days. Take care, everyone. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.